during your first step, so because you walk coming in, you'll bring in confusion. For some, well, the next step is as you're getting ready to get maybe get involved in the leader of the ministry, confusion. Right? Uh, if you're in the home, what the heck am I doing in the home? Maybe that's confusion, amen? Huh? So as powerful as salvation is, there are some very important decisions that need to be constant attention. Right? You're, you're always going to question things that arise in the mind. Because you're trying to confuse you. And some of you might be confused right now. Right? Why? Well, what's happening? What should I do? What can I do? God, why are you doing this? And there's always this, these, these questions. And the root of all your insecurity and questions is what the enemy is trying to confuse you. Because in that confusion is when we make bad decisions. It always happens. David tried with Jesus in Luke chapter 10, verse 25. There was a, a, a meeting of the religious, uh, an expert of, of the religious law, and he stood to Jesus to test him, and he asked him, Teacher, what must I do to receive it? It's the same question as a jailer. What must I do? Now, see, if your question is sincere like a jailer, you'll get an answer. But this man did it to trick Jesus. Right? And say, so if, you, if you're not sincere, then the question that you have in your mind right now, I don't know your motives. You do, and some people don't, but if your questions are not sincere, it'll only deepen your grave. Because some people will say, why? They're not asking why because they really want to know. They're asking why because they really want to get out or have their way. There's different things. Are you with me? See, he wanted to trick Jesus because he wanted to confuse the issue. Jesus. Right? He goes on to justify the action and he says this in Luke 10 29. The man wanted to justify his action. He asked Jesus, Well, who is my neighbor? See, he didn't really care about his neighbor, but he was asking the question just to confuse the situation, to complicate the situation. So let's talk about that. Now, I, I relate to my life, the confusion charge of salvation. Now, if everybody here knows the Lord, then you can probably relate. But if you like, wondering if you really want to know the Lord, you'll relate real good to this. Prior to salvation, you were an enemy of God. Can I say it like that? Whether you believe or not, see, because the world says we're all God's children. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You can read the scripture where it says, no. Matter of fact, Jesus says, you brutal viper, your father is Satan. Jesus said, I go back to you, go do. Right? So the, the truth of the matter is the world will say we're all God's children, but the Bible declares that prior to your salvation, you were at enmity with God. Enmity. Enmity, that's a heavy word. That means deep rooted hatred. And when you read the Bible, you can see that it's full of war stories. Oh, I like those scriptures. It's like it starts in Genesis when when God is dealing with Adam and Eve and the devil. He says this: "I'm declaring war between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers." The battle begins. It goes on, and it says the friendship of the world is deep-seated hatred towards God or enmity, friendship of the world. And isn't it true that oftentimes we have the propensity or we always lean towards liking things of the world? 
okay, two people are on us, and the rest of you are saying, where's this flash fire from? First John 2.15 reads like this in the Message Bible. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world screams out love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with God. It just isolates you from Him. And see, prior to salvation, we were isolated from God. The way we thought kept us from God. The Bible calls it what? The carnal mind. And the carnal mind is at war with God. It's at enmity with God. Romans 8, 7, 8. Romans 8, verse 7, it says like this. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Now, notice the implication here. It says, those controlled. So, the implication here is some people, all people, will say like that, have this ability to have a sinful mind. Can I say amen to that? Even if you think you're the Virgin Mary, you still have this ability to have a sinful mind. Correct? The issue is not that you have that mind because we do. The issue is, does that mind control you? Now, that's a different story. So let's face it, if we did everything that our mind said to do, we'd be in trouble. Hello? So because we don't do everything our mind says to do, we're not letting our mind control it, we're allowing our, our control to be found in the Word of God. But the carnal mind cannot please God. Focusing on himself is the opposite of focusing on God. Because no? anyone absorbed in self ignores God. Those two don't want God because they, are, they want their thing, their way. What about me? And all this stuff. And they, they, don't have, they don't like the gospel of God or the gospel of Jesus. They like the man-centered gospel work. Man is the most important thing. And God did everything just for man. Listen, I hate to break it to you, but God didn't do anything for man. He did everything for him. It just so happened that he allowed us to get on board. That person who's self-absorbed, they end up thinking more about themselves than God. That person ignores who God is and what He's doing. God, God isn't pleased when He is ignored. No, God needs to be the focus. So what happens? The enemy, all He's trying to do, even right now, He's trying to confuse you from what I'm saying. He doesn't want you to focus on God. See, in a state of carnality, that whole state I just described, Imagine that. We're in that state, in that complete state of carnality, salvation tries to come in. Isn't that amazing? We're, we're thinking like that, we're, we're, we're sin driven, and all of a sudden somebody shares the gospel, the Holy Spirit begins to move your life, and it tries to enter into that life. That's the miracle. Come on. I'm going to tell you what. When, when I was running around, I wasn't looking for God. I was looking for some thousand things, but it wasn't God, I'll tell you that. And during that time, and in that kind of mess, hustle and bustle, chucking and diving, the gospel was shared and the Holy Spirit became a demon. Right? Hmm? So imagine that as a result, 
confusion began to offensive. Right? So you're in that state. You're trying to get right God. And now you're saying, oh, confusion. Why? Because the world doesn't want to let you go. The enemy doesn't want to let you go. You let you go. And your flesh sure doesn't want to submit to God. Because your flesh is used to having its way. Right? And then you step down. And there we are. There we are. There we are. So the key is don't allow confusion in. Because you're going to go through these stages. When salvation happens, certain things in regards to relationship are emblematic of the Bible war stories. In other words, once you get saved, the battle begins. I can say, well, I'm, I'm going to give myself a high five, right? Come on, right? It happens. Our loved ones are elated your transformation. Especially if you're really crazy, nuts, maybe you averted jail or you got cleaned up, God delivered you from dope pride. And they're all happy. But then, all of a sudden, maybe you start preaching and exposing their sin because they weren't as bad as you. So you were a dirty dog, dopey, or whatever. You were bad. So they're blue, loose, poochy. Their sin was not that blown and perfume and white diamonds. They didn't, you didn't smell their sin, but it was still there. So you're getting right, and all of a sudden you're trying to get right, you begin to expose their sin. So what happens? So very lovely who are happy to your transformation begin to get mad about your transformation. So we could be right. We could be happy. Now you're happy. Because they, they, they love your transformation, the shit up, keep it yourself, and they begin to reject you. And so here you are, poor little you, and I'm just going to get right. And then at the enemy comes in confusion, so what you're doing is not right. See? And they're all maybe they know something you don't know. What are you doing in confusion? Confusion. Confusion. Come don't let confusion in. Hmm? The people are watching you. Yes, they are. Hebrews 1 says, Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance a race set before us. You're in this race now. Once you said, God, come in, it's over. If you want to be. I mean, you're in. Now that you're in a spiritual realm, we're no longer part of just the world. Oh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We involve ourselves in a spiritual dynamic. And really, when that spiritual that dynamic becomes a reality, some people get afraid of it. Well, what you have me, now you're out of the much now. I've been there. When I first came to the Lord, I just wanted to stop smoking dope and stabbing people. Hello, somebody. That was it. I go, man, I'm like Jesus. I don't get high no more. I don't want to stop no one no more. I don't want to let nobody out. I'm like Jesus. I wouldn't like Jesus. I get to stop the door. And then also the spiritual reality of what Jesus was, I said, well, wait a minute. Man, what are you trying to do to me now? What are you trying to do to me, man? You're trying to mess me up, aren't you? Right? You're trying to mess with my mind. And he was. God was. To the word of God, he wasn't messing with my mind. Anybody there? Hello, somebody. Come on now. You've got to say amen. Shame the devil. Say amen. See, but the fact of the matter, most people want to believe in something greater than themselves. Right? They want to. When something as good as God comes into a person's life, huh? the unbeliever becomes very pessimistic. They don't believe in 
When you're doing right, honestly, you, you're doing right for what you're saying. You're up to something. Oh, I know, though. You're just used to what you're up to. You're really not, you're not that right. Right? The Lord believers, pessimistic. My friends will tell me, Roma, what is that, is that dude? What 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 is I thought I was up to a scam. I said, no, man, Jesus saved my life. He came into my heart. They, they didn't believe there was, they just couldn't trust it. Hmm? It was like that, that I spoke with a child officer who pulled the motor, motors over on the curb. And he demanded to see the driver's license. The guy gave his driver's license, and the officer began to study his license. Very suspicious. He goes, what is going on here? Then all of a sudden, he gave back to his, okay, you can go. You can leave. Well, the officer explained he says to the guy, you were driving so carefully, I knew you had a bad license. I knew your license was invalid. You were driving too good. And that's what happens to us. No, 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 you're doing too good. You're not cussing anymore? What are you not cussing anymore? You ain't talking about women like you used to, like a Marano big dog that you used to be no more? Well, well, well what happened to you? Now, nah, there's something did. Now, what are you up to? Right? We get very pessimistic. You tell me something different, huh? Why don't you curse anymore? Why is she always talking about God? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to have sex outside of marriage. Oh, he's losing his mind. Something's wrong, right? Then a trial comes, right? And then you make it through the trial. You didn't curse at your boss. You didn't choke anymore. Huh? You even let the driver put you out without cussing him out. You know what I'm talking about? You didn't. No, no, like, oh, I'm, I'm saved. All is going well. Get in there? Then here it comes. The next stage. Somebody in Victor Alley says, hey, brother, hey, sister, I'm going to get involved. I just want to come to church. I'm going to get involved. You're lucky I'm in church. In a new confusion. You got to get done. What about the fucking? Oh, at least come to the side of the side No, I know, I know the side of the Come on, man. Leave me alone. Life group, life group in my life. I got a life. You got a life. Right? And then you go through all those hatches. Why? Why? Because the enemy's plan, it never changes. Confusion. Don't, don't let him get him off. Don't let him do that. And so confusion comes in. So you have to make a step. Hello, somebody. The confusion of the walking to involvement. So to this point, the devil has tried his best to hinder you. You see temptation, right? And during the now you're here, but before you know, there's others. Hello, somebody. During that time of confusion, some of them backslide. Well, we've seen that. Others fantasize about the past, uh, their past life in the world. It'll be better if I go back now. Now I'm clean. It'll be better. I've been saved and clean for like four days. I'm ready. So no action is required. It's all in the mind. Think about the girl, the man. Well, wanting to get loaded, popping the buzz. Some play with the temptation. View too many sexually explicit movies. Walking down the beer aisle on a hot Saturday afternoon. Sitting in the park, waiting for you. Yeah! All these are fantasizing, but I'm just sitting in the park. Like, 
So the enemy's always trying to put these little confusions, don't get involved, don't do that. 
confuse them, confuse them, confuse them. Why? Because the world will do its job. It's already rolling. It's a machine. So uh, if it's just going around and around, and if he pulls you off, it got you. Are you with me? And that's the trap. That's the trap, brother. It pulls us all towards sin. The goal is to bring blatant sin into your life. That's the goal. Because sin, the devil knows sin will separate, isolate, and destroy. It doesn't go, sin doesn't come and destroy you. No, no, no. First, separate you. You understand me. Nobody understands. Oh, I'm, I'm ahead of it. One day they'll figure out that I'm right now. Right? The separation is the first step towards the world. Now, we're called to separate ourselves unto the Lord, not unto the world. Unfortunately, many separate themselves from the Lord and begin with separating themselves from God's people. Hmm? The separation is subtle. It's so moved towards a much more damaging position. Separation is like that old analogy of a frog boiling in water. The amazing thing with a frog. If you put a frog in hot water, you get a get hot water, you get a try it. You get a frog in one of these in that store, you put boiling water. If you drop that frog in that boiling water, it'll jump out. I do we have right? It'll jump out. But you take that same frog and put it in nice cool water and turn the fire. It'll stay in that, that, that water and you're like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. And it will never jump out. It, 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 by the time it realizes, it will boil itself to death. It will never jump out. See, that's what separation is. You're like that frog. See, the devil doesn't throw you in hot water. He just puts you in a nice cool Ain't he sweet? Ain't she sweet? See, you're walking down the street. And I ask you, baby, confidentially, ain't she sweet? Right? And it is boiling. Turn up, turn up. And I've seen him once or twice, and you can turn it out, turn it up harder, harder. And by the time you know it, you're dead. You're dead in the sea. You didn't do it until you're not one. You just turn it up. A little bit, a little bit, and you're dead. To those, if you're in that damaging position, your next step is what? Isolation. Because if you're in sin, and here's the trick when you're involved, we can help you. And we can see it all. This person can see why you can tell you can see it. And sometimes you know you're insane, and you know we can see it, so you don't want to come out no more. So you separate. But if you're involved, we can catch it. Hey, bro, are you okay? Sister, what's going on, man? You've been here, you've been with us, and now I'm going to see what's going on. Is everything okay? And then they all say, like, you're in your business. Ah, we're separating. Confusion. Confusion. We're separating. Why? Because there's something that they're initiating on. And I'm only trying to help you. Some people think I'm trying to intrude your life. These are the tricks of the trade, if you want. You know, when you're a mechanic, you know, you took the trade. You're a musician, you know, you took the trade. Every industry, every trade, there's a trick to it. Hey, there's a trick, if you want to call that, to walk in with God. These are the tricks of the trade. You need to stay plugged in. Because if you don't, you'll be in that position, and the next thing you'll do, because we'll be asking you questions, are you okay, what's wrong? So, my boy, the continent is falling, you don't look good. All of a sudden, you're going to isolate yourself. You know, I don't want to go around with people, because they know something's wrong with me. They can tell, they can tell. My wife 
Why? The Bible is very, very clear. Where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst. Well, they're gathered. They're gathered. They're gathered. And I think involvement brings you into contact with good people. And what do you mean? Not everybody wants to have friends. Good people around. What do you want good people around you? I do. Just a talk. It's just a balance of Just have a cup of coffee. Nothing that special. Maybe it's all made me frequent trips to the branch post office. One day she confronted a long, long line of people waiting to be served by the postal clerk. Can you look at those long lines? Well, maybe only needed stamps. So a, a person in line next to her said, why don't you just go to that stamp machine? You can get all the stamps you need and you won't have to wait in this line. The old grandma said, um, I know, but the machine can't ask me, how is my apprentice going? The machine can't ask me, how are your grandbabies The machine can't ask me, how's my day? But sometimes that's all you need. If somebody asks you, how are you doing? How's your day? That's all we need sometimes. People. So do we live in a world that has become, or I would say, we do. We live in a world that has become extremely impersonal. Right? You can do, you can operate, do business, and never talk to a human being. Do you know that? Oh, for the most part, you pay your, your, your phone bill, you pay your bill. Cable or direct TV, whatever you Order Amazon. Order your passwords, your shoes, your socks, everything. Never talk to anybody. And when you come home, they're there on the box. And mysteriously, they arrive. Poof. <laughs> And never talk to a single soul. That's how impersonal it is. So when you do talk with people, most of them aren't going to ask you about your friends. They're not going to ask you. When you go somewhere, talk to them. They're not going to ask you that. Whatever you got to do, very impersonal. They don't know you. They want you to state your business, get out of the way, next customer. Or perhaps you only contact with others is Facebook. And now, Facebook is cool. I use it for a, a number of reasons. But that's not my, my, my buddies online. I don't know who the top of I got 5,000 friends. I'll sit down one time. I go, who are all these 5,000 people? How do you know I had that many friends? So I use it for different things. For marketing and church stuff. But, you know, but it's a different thing. But some people think that, that if you think that those are your friends, you need, you, need, you need to see Pastor Sam at the church. We have counsel judges here. That's not, that's not relationships. Amen? So this type of life is no life at all. The people need human contact. I do. I enjoy human contact. I, I hate, I don't like guys, no, I hate going anywhere by myself. Well, I'm going to Denver, I can try to get somebody. Who's around here? I'm going to the store where no one's around. I'll get guys in the hall. Come with me, man. I'm not going to Denver. So I have to have somebody with me talking. Human contact. Right? Oh, it used to be a joke. All the guys, because they knew I was going to go somewhere, they all hide because nobody wanted to go with me anymore. Because I knew I'd take them for the whole half day. The whole day would be gone. And then they had things to do. And they couldn't tell me, no, they're not going to come with me. Tell me what you're going. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
when you're in ministry, all of a sudden Jesus says, whoa, wait a minute. This one's getting deeply involved in ministry. Right? This one decided to take over the ministry. Oh, I've got to give him a better key. He's got to get a deeper, deeper insight to the word of God. Right? Because now he's running the home. Well, this one's going to do, do the disciples home. I need to give them a better key because they need more insight, more spiritual guidance, more power. So they give him a key. I said, and then you have others in the church watching other people. And they're well, how do they know that? What are they doing? Because well, you don't have the key. Ministry means access. Now, not everybody wants. Not everybody's going to be asked to get the key. But if you think you're going to learn the things of God, the things of God without being involved in ministry, it's impossible. If it were possible, I would have tried it. Because ministry is tough. It would be real easy if you can learn all the things of God and not be involved in ministry. Right? But it doesn't work that way. Ministry is tough. Well, I would say ministry would be easy if it wasn't for the people. Ministry is tough. But ministry gives you insights. It's, it unlocks the door. It gives you the master key. So I don't know about you, but I want the deep insights to come. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, and those people who are called to take the key, but don't end up confused. Confused. Unfulfilled. Wondering. So, fellowship with Jesus begins with doing his will. His will basically is to make disciples, make people. Ministry affords you the platform to make disciples. You know, it's very difficult for a person who's not involved in ministry to make a disciple. They'll have a friend, they'll have a partner, but they won't have a disciple because they're not involved in ministry. What can you teach them? You can get to the church. You can maybe get involved and, 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 and fellowship with each other in, in, in an involvement to the church. And that's a good thing. I'm not minimizing, but understand what I'm saying. But if you want the deeper things, it takes another lot. Not everybody in here is called to that. Not everybody should go to that. But I wish everybody would. Because if everybody that hears my voice would take that step toward that master key, our church would be a thousand people by the end of the year. Everybody said, I want that key. I want that master key. Mm-hmm. David Bernard, I'm going to this. David Bernard, I do a lot of study of Christian heroes. He was an American missionary, and he, his goal and his call was to reach the Native Americans in Delaware. Rather, I'm sorry, the Delaware Indians of New Jersey. They were called the Delaware Indians. And his call was to minister to them. And it was said this, David Bernard was had such an intense compassion for soul and was so concerned for their salvation that he said this, I care not where or how I live or what hardships I went through so that I could gain Souls for Christ. While I was asleep, I dreamed of these things. And when I woke, the first thing I thought, the first thing I thought of was this great work. All my desire was was for the conversion of the heathen, and all my hope was in God. 
to get to that point, they're going to have to tie off the conclusions.